Arise, God, judge the earth, for you possess all the nations. Arise, God, judge the earth, for you possess all the nations. These are the prayers that bring us home with Ramona Garcia and Gay Slamka. This is John Garland, and we're exploring the Psalms, this ancient prayer book of the Bible that teaches us the spiritual vocabulary of healing, of resilience, of praise, and listening to the voice of God. The prayers that bring us home. The Psalms are Jesus's prayer book, and we pray them communally each day with him and with our small group, with the cloud of pilgrims around the world today and the cloud of pilgrims back through the many centuries. And we pray these Psalms with you. We're glad you joined us. Gay and I are going to chat a little bit about today's Psalm 82. How are you going to describe this Psalm, Gay? Oh my gosh, John, this Psalm is a complete <laughs> puzzle. A complete puzzle. I've read it numerous times in numerous versions. And I woke up at four o'clock this morning so puzzled about it. <laughs> and it's super stressful because Jesus quotes this psalm directly. So we're like, oh, we need, we should definitely understand this psalm. <laughs> oh my, oh my. Well, let's begin first with this distilled prayer. It's the last line of this psalm. Um, and then we'll listen to all of Psalm 82. Uh, and then Gay, you want to come back and have a conversation about it? Yeah, and hopefully I will understand it a little bit more. <laughs> we don't have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Love, it. Love it. Arise, God. Judge the earth. For you possess all the nations. Psalm 82, a Psalm of Asaph. God takes his position in his assembly. He judges in the midst of the gods. How long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? Selah. Vindicate the weak and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and destitute. Rescue the weak and needy. Save them from the hand of the wicked. They do not know, nor do they understand. They walk around in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. I said, you are gods, and all of you are sons of the Most High. Nevertheless, you will die like men and fall like one of the princes. Arise, God, judge the earth, for you possess all the nations. Amen. Wow, Psalm 82. It, it feels mildly confusing, Gay. Mildly? I am very confused, John. <laughs> there's yeah, it it's it, it, there's multiple voices that happen. It begins by uh, pointing out God. There's God sitting in the assembly, 
judging in the midst of the gods. And then we'll come back to that. And then you, the, the whole prayer is mainly the voice of God. God is speaking to the assembly saying, what in the world are you doing? What is wrong with you? You are not taking care of the ones that need to be taken care of. And the world is full of darkness and the foundations are shaken. And then it ends, the last voice, it feels like a, the, the voice of praise saying, arise, God, judge the earth, for you possess all the nations. So there's almost um, uh, two voices uh, here. But then we get to this, th just the very beginning of the idea of God sitting in the midst of God. Like, what do we, how do we deal with that? I don't know. I, I mean, the first thought that came to my mind, I, first, I was trying to figure out who is the assembly? Who is they? Um, and I don't know, is it people in power? I don't know, John. Well, it gets a little more complicated in the in the original Hebrew because it says Elohim, which is there. We we have three. There's three different ways we um, well four different names for God. Sometimes God is just El, which is the you know generic name for God, and then other times God is addressed in the Psalms as Adonai, which is a very formal um, a description of of you know my my Lord, um, and then other times it's Elohim, which is plural. It's like the, 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 the great ones or the elevated ones, but it's plural. Like we're referring to God in the plural, which is a way doesn't really work in English, but in the Hebrew, it essentially makes it an even more, um, um, uh, lovely way to, to address someone, an uh, even more formal way to address someone. And then there's right. the extremely intimate addressing uh, of God when we call God Yahweh, the name of Yahweh. And a lot of Psalms just avoid that altogether. This, okay, all that to say, this Psalm 82 begins by saying Elohim, God, sits in the midst of the Elohim. So God, Elohim, sits in the midst of the spiritual beings, the Elohim. So that find, is, is very, very confusing. So what exactly is going on here? And how do we understand this? Do we understand this as that God is sitting up above all these other spiritual beings that are doing all the work in the world, kind of keeping things together, keeping people doing justice, keeping, keeping um, uh, people um, from harming one another and the earth falling apart? Uh, and that is actually how I don't know, but he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't like what they're doing. That's for sure. <laughs> that is for sure. Um, I'm really, really frustrated. Like you are ridiculous. If you read commentaries on the Psalms, most scholars are going to say this is what this means. God is is sitting in the midst of the spiritual beings who are messing up and God's calling them out. I find that, though, confusing, though, because Jesus quotes this Psalm. And I, it doesn't feel like that's how Jesus interprets this psalm at, at all. There's yeah. this scene uh, in in when does John, he quote it? When does he quote it? John? It's John chapter ten. It is a okay. a really intense scene where um, Jesus has demonstrated all these amazing uh, signs and wonders. And people are like, would you just come out and say, who are you? Are you the Messiah? Are you the, in, in, are you the Christ? Are you the anointed one? 
and uh and jesus responds in a really cryptic way it's like you i i mean i'm telling you all these things in so many ways you don't understand um because you're not really my sheep and and then he says this line um in john 10 verse 30 i and the father are one uh my i referring to god as my father the, the father is giving to me um no one can take from my father's hand i and the father are one the 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 people there, the religious leaders, uh, pick up stones, they're ready to stone him, they're ready to kill him. And Jesus is like, ah, I'm showing you good works from my father, and you want to kill me, you want to stone me. And they say, well, no, we're not killing you for good works. We're killing you for blasphemy, because you are a man, and you are making yourself out to be a god. So this is why they're going to kill him. Now, this is where Jesus quotes psalm 82 it's like this is a psalm this is a prayer that we are utterly confused by and and we're like what in the world is the point of this and this is a psalm that lives in jesus's heart it's so it's so much wow. deeply you know right there that like in the moment of stress and attack and you're going to be killed and jesus is going to quote this psalm is right there for him uh, going to quote him and he he quotes uh, right there in in the in the verse um uh, at the at the uh, let's see, he's quoting verse six, six, where the voice of God says, "You are gods. You are all the sons of the Most High." And Jesus has this kind of stunningly brilliant answer. It's like it's written, right? And you can't refute what's written. You can't go back on what's written. It says God says, "You are gods." And so you're you're upset about what God the Father has sanctified and sent to the world. You call this blasphemy just because I say I'm the Son of God when that you know it says it right here in this, wow. in this prayer but here's here's the deal if, if we're listening to jesus talk like that it feels like jesus is responding to this attack you being a man make yourself out to be a god and one one way of reading this prayer and it's a much more ancient way of reading this psalm interpreting this psalm is that God is speaking sarcastically to people who pretend to be gods. <laughs> like speaking sarcastically to people is like, oh, okay, here I am in the presence of these quote unquote gods. You know, you act like a god when you drop a bomb. You act like a god when you pull a trigger. You act like a God when you lock someone up. You act like a God when you hold on to your anger. You act like a God uh, when you judge others. You act like a God when you um, when you let the, the fatherless and the destitute and the needy uh, waste away in loneliness. You act like a God when you serve yourself, et cetera, et cetera. So here, you can almost hear God speaking sarcastically. What psalm does that remind you of, Gay? Psalm 2. <laughs> it's the very opening, right? Psalm 2, yep. Yeah. Would, would you walk us through that? Like, how does God, how does God talk? How does God, well, yeah. What's the description of God in uh, Psalm 2? In Psalm 2, verse 4, he's, he who sits in the heavens laughs. Yahweh scoffs at them. Then he feels like this is exactly what this is the psalm is doing. I think you're right. It feels scoffing. It feels like God is scoffing at the powers and the principalities. Um, Maybe they're spiritual beings. Maybe they're fakes. 
maybe they're phonies. I, is this good for us prayer wise? Like, is it good for us to hear God scoffing and laughing at the injustice? Yeah, I think it is. Um, you know, it's a characteristics a characteristic that we as humans use all the time. And so, yeah, I think it is good to hear a prayer like this. I still don't think I really understand it. And the other thing that I'm really puzzled by, John, is, you know, Psalm 81 was this beautiful prayer of longing. And now we get this Psalm 82. That I'm just like, I mean, I'm, I'm think I'm coming to an understanding of it, but I'm still very baffled about the placement of this psalm and it doesn't seem to fit in the flow i'm hoping that as we go on to psalm 83 and on that maybe we'll figure out why why it was placed there yeah yeah that's yeah yeah i love the way you described psalm psalm 81 as this longing love song and it ends with i would feed you if you would just listen I would feed you with the honey from the rock. I would satisfy you. And now we have sort of this bitter, sarcastic, um, and yet crying out for the same thing. Crying yeah, for the same now thing. that you said that, yeah. I, I, I want to feed the weak. I want to give honey from the rock to the fatherless. Right. I want to take care of the destitute and the needy. I want to save them, rescue them from the hand of the wicked um but but there's no listening as we saw in psalm 81 there's no listening you you've you're not walking in my ways oh oh that you would god says oh that you would and then and then um this psalm ends talk talk about the very last verse it feels like the voice of the congregation last, the last voice is a, a voice of prayer where you know before that we were hearing the voice of god but now it's a voice of of communal prayer arise god judge the earth for you possess all the nations yeah yeah we receive um a lot of people directly out of immigration prison or yeah. detention centers or or other prisons where they have no control. People treat them, you know, as, you know, using laws and using justice and using this other folks. Someone's going to go in our church, going to go before a judge tomorrow to find out uh, the future of her life. That judge is going to sit as a God over her, yeah. uh, deciding the, the future of her life. Um, and what's it like to hear over the voice of that judge, the voice of God saying, hey, you do justice for the afflicted and the destitute. You, if you're going to pretend to be a God, save, rescue. Uh, don't let people walk in darkness in a, in a world that's shaking. And then we just pray along with that. The way to find ourselves in that is to pray this, arise God, judge the earth. Like you, you let your mishpat, this is the root of the word mishpat. You, you are possessing all of this. You know, I really think that in what you just said, I seem to understand the placement of the psalm a little bit better. 
It's almost like we have that psalm of longing. And then it's just like, I was thinking about it as a parent, you know, sometimes you just, come on kids, please do what you're supposed to do. And then then you kind of lose it. And and I think maybe that's it. You know, you are acting like gods, cut it out. Right, yeah. I'm not sure, but I, I do love it that we pray it together and that Jesus had it in his heart that's that's kind of makes me do sit in awe about this psalm that I don't understand I think that's the only way that's the only way sit in awe thank you gang thank you John arise God judge the earth for you possess all the nations Arise, God, judge the earth, for you possess all the nations. Arise, God, judge the earth, for you possess all the nations. Isn't it amazing to pray with the Messiah? These ancient prayers, they were held by an enslaved people through the horrific exile in Babylon and crafted and organized and woven together into this prayer book to heal an entire nation and and the whole world. These prayers that Jesus used and lived into and unveiled and gave to us, gave to all of us through the centuries to pray together. These are the prayers that bring us home. Well, blessings, you all. We'll see you tomorrow. And until then, may the peace of Christ walk with you on your long journey home. We are all going home together.